Ma hugged and kissed me before Pa took my hand and led me out into the dark winter air. Before long, I stood taking in funny smells of the Grangeville post office, glue and canvas bags and oiled wooden floors. Meanwhile, Pa marched right up to the postmaster Perkins and said, Sam, you got some new rules for mailing packages. I know boxes can weigh up to 50 pounds nowadays, but what sorts of things can you send? Mr. Perkins looked at Pa real strange-like as he asked, What you got in mind, John? It's May, said Pa. We'd like to mail her to Lewiston. Leonard here mans the mail car on the train, as you well know. He can take good care of our package. Sure thing, Sam, said Leonard. I was flat flabbergasted by Pa, and so was Mr. Perkins. Mailing May, he mumbled, shaking his head. Let's see. The postal code says not to mail lizards or insects or anything smelly. Mr. Perkins looked at me over his glasses and then sniffed. Guess you'll pass the smell test. But what about girls? I asked. Can you mail me? Well, the rule book says nothing about children, but it is permissible to mail baby chicks. Mr. Perkins smiled. Let's find out exactly how much you weigh. I scrambled up onto the big scale and Pa set his traveling bag next to me. 48 pounds and 8 ounces. Biggest baby chick on record. Mr. Perkins ran his fingers down the chart hanging on the scale and turned to Pa. To mail May from Grangeville to Lewiston will cost 53 cents. Well, Leonard, looks like you'll be in charge of some poultry on this mail run. Before I knew it, Mr. Perkins had glued 53 cents worth of stamps on the back of my coat, along with a label that read, My Grandmother's Address. Pa hugged me and told me to be good to Grandma Mary. Then he was gone, and there I was, a package sitting in the post office. Before long, Leonard carted me and the rest of the mail to the train station. The big black steam engine was already waiting, hissing and snorting like a boar hog. The sight made me go all tingly, seeing as I'd never even ridden on a train before. After Leonard loaded the mailbags and a few other packages, he called out, Time to go, May. Then he helped me up the steel steps. At exactly 7 o'clock, the train chugged away from my home and headed down the mountain. I felt as adventuresome as Daniel Boone. The inside of the mail car was like a little post office, and Leonard got busy right away sorting the mail to be dropped off at towns along the way. I curled up nearby the stove to keep warm and watched. Wherever Leonard had a free minute, wherever Leonard had a free minute, he'd take me to the door for a look. My oh my, what sights there were to see. Why, we hung on the edge of the mountainsiders and crawled through tunnels. He crossed deep valleys on top of tall spidery trestles that Leonard called steel on stilts. Then, along about the canyon, where the train track twisted back and forth down the mountain, I began to feel somewhat less adventuresome. Instead, I was feeling dizzy and weak in the stomach. I was about to run get some fresh air when I heard an angry voice at the door. Leonard, yelled a man in uniform. That girl better have a ticket or money to buy one. It was Mr. Harry Morris, the train's conductor. I hid behind Leonard as I explained that I was a package and not a passenger. Then he showed Mr. Morris the stamps on my coat. That cranky old conductor slapped his knee and laughed out loud. I've seen everything now, he said. Well, Mr. Morris plumb scared the dizziness right out of me. Even my stomach seemed to be better, and I started feeling hungry. 
Leonard said lunch would be at Grandma Mary's. The train made a few more stops at towns like Sweetwater and Joseph before we pulled into Lewiston Railroad Station. Since this was the end of the line, Leonard had time to be my mail carrier, and we headed for Grandma Mary's place. The second I laid eyes on Grandma Mary, I felt downright warm inside. Ma and Pa had kept their promise after all, with a little help from the U.S. Post Office.